And we are live and we are back. Let's go. I'm Corey, your host, one half of the Corden Full of Bad Podcast. And I am back like I never left with another installment of Wealth Wednesdays. One, if not the last installment of Wealth Wednesdays here on the Corden Full of Bad Podcast. We discuss health and wealth, finance and fitness and everything in between. We want to make sure you save more and say less and keep making better your best. However, for my coach Jordan on paternity leave, Jordan's no longer on paternity leave, but we're going to figure out how to sync up our schedules. We start these 12 Wednesdays where I get straight to the financial information, no filler in between. And I know y'all see the topic of today's video. I think I said I was going to talk about this last time. Regretting a home purchase. 93% of people who purchase a home in the last couple of years are regretting that purchase. 93% is essentially all. Y'all know how we like to do the math here on the Corner Full of Fed podcast, mental math, whatever, common core math, the math ain't mathing. You know, implicit versus explicit multiplication, however you want to look at it. 93% is essentially all from a statistical standpoint. It's almost all. So, we're going to get into some reasons why people are regretting their home purchase. Okay. But before we get started, make sure y'all comment, like, share, and subscribe. Shout out to the YouTube algorithm. Make sure you leave those rating reviews on the podcast platforms as well. My information, as well as my coach Jordan, information can be found in the description on YouTube. Jordan stops all and Jay on socials, and I'm sideline underscore Corey on socials. Jordan for fitness information, myself for the financial side of things. And yes, one day I will have the comment pinned, so I won't have to say y'all go to the description. You can see it right then. There's a little bit easier to find and have that person to click on that button for the description. Also, speaking of the end of Wealth Wednesdays, we'll still be dropping on Wednesday. But I'm going to change the name of this. I might, I've been thinking I might not even change the name. I might just make a um, rename the uh, make another playlist. I'm like, but what do I need to change the name for? But anyways, we're going to get rid of the Wednesday part so I don't have to force myself to drop on Wednesdays as if I, as if I always do that. But hey, neither here nor there. Student loans still not. Let's see what we're talking about. Because student, student loans is just something that never goes away. What are we looking at right now? Gen Z swing state. Okay, we're coming up on a ele- we're coming up on election season, so we're gonna see about them student loans. If um, did Biden decide to run again? Okay, Biden, President Biden is running again. Okay, so them student loans will probably get brought back up again on the campaign trail. Going to be interesting. All right, with the student loans. And for the car purchases, nothing update on the car purchases yet. Still seven twenty nine and five twenty eight. We might have something beginning next year for bank rate, bank rate, but we will see. And before we get started, don't sue me, sue your mama. This is for entertainment purposes only. Myself, no Jordan, or fitness, or financial professionals. Anything you hear on here is for entertainment purposes only, and you need to seek out a professional and do your own research before taking any action. All right. I think that's it for everything. Let's get started, y'all. Do you regret buying your home today? I think we're gonna this. I think we're gonna call Yahoo Finance old faithful, okay? Because I remember Yahoo Finance is you know I've been aware of that longer than I've been aware of CNBC, but we're gonna call Yahoo Finance old faithful. Yahoo Finance six reasons ninety three percent of home buyers have regrets about purchasing houses in twenty twenty. This is this year. My bad, I said last year. This is by David Nadelli. This is this article was written in August of this year, but I also saw another article that was written sometime in November. But you know, it wasn't the source wasn't as trusted as Yahoo Finance. We're going to go with Yahoo Finance from just a credibility standpoint. Shout out to the website though. No knock on that. All right. While Americans are looking forward to the housing market averting the pre-pandemic conditions in 2023, we don't want we don't hold on. Pause. Pause. Right. 
as y'all see, it said it's going to be a four minute read, but we already starting off. Do people want the housing market to go to pre pandemic uh, conditions? Because the low interest rates were during the pandemic. They weren't pre pandemic. Now, do they want pre pandemic conditions from a buyer standpoint? Sellers love the pandemic. Let's be very clear. You want to come here and pay, you know, 100K over asking price and not even look at the house or do an inspection? That, that, that's your decision. YOLO. Um, I would say pre buyer, um, Americans are looking forward to pre pandemic conditions from a buyer's market standpoint. Sellers aren't looking for that. And then even buyers aren't looking from it only just from being able to purchase a home from a competition standpoint. They're not looking at it from an interest rate standpoint. Those historically low interest rates were during the pandemic. Cooler real estate trends have yet to emerge consistently, which has resulted in many home buyers overpaying, compromised, and feeling pressured to buy. As I've been getting older and assessing, you know, every time my wife tells the type of benefits she has, because my wife is a veteran, I'm just more and more dead set on, look, you don't got to do your 20, but you might as well go do your four years. The amount of benefits you get for serving four years in the military that you have access to are insane. Okay, since we're talking about homes, I'm hitting to the VA loan here. Not saying you should use the VA loan if you have access to it, but the only way to get access to it is either be a veteran or marry into it. All right. And with the VA loan, we're talking about from a competition standpoint, you get to avoid the um having to pay PMI, which a lot of people end up having to pay PMI for a conventional or MPI for FHA. But in short, all it is is insurance that you pay towards the lender in case you default. It doesn't pay down. It's not principal. It's not interest. It's not tax or insurance. The insurance part, as far as covering your house, it's another fee on top of that. That if you have 20% equity in a conventional loan, you won't have to pay if you put 20% down or more. Once you get to 20% equity, you can end up getting out of it. And then usually for FHA loans, it's usually indefinite. You just have to pay for the whole time. Another loan. But for a VA loan, you don't have to pay that fee. Now, for a VA loan, you can still use it if you're active in the military. And that usually means you're not a disabled, right? You're not definitely not a disabled veteran, but it's like you don't have any disabilities because you're still active. So you'll usually have, you'll have to pay that fee, which is in short the VA's version. It's called a funding fee, I believe, which is the VA's version of PMI. However, once you get out and you're a disabled veteran, all you have to be is 10% disabled, which is the lowest disability rating. And most of, if not all the veterans are going to be able to get a 10% rating because all you need to do is claim for hearing loss. And nine times out of 10, if not 100 times out of 100, you're going to have some type of situation where you were exposed to loud noises while you were in the military. I mean, maybe like shooting guns or something like that. Yeah, shooting weapons. I think they do that. Yeah, right. Shooting just off the training alone, which causes you to get hearing loss. You'll get your 10% ready for hearing loss, and then you won't have to pay the funding fee. I'm not saying that you do that, but it's just one way to assess all of the options out here, all the resources, right? We talked about student loans. Obviously, join the military. You don't have to pay for student loans. I mean, you don't have to pay for college, right? They'll pay for you to go as well. On top of that, when you become a veteran, you have access to all these other benefits and programs out there. So this is just one, one other thing when you're looking at all these different options for those of you who have kids out there or people that you know, you know, siblings, cousins getting towards that college age, especially the men. Women's a different situation, but for the men, I, I'm thinking, I think it's South Korea. It might be everybody. I know in South Korea, everybody has to do, I think, two years in the military. In the United States, if you got a son or you got a male that you know is about to be in that college range age, have them consider going to military and then they can do ROTC so they can go to college, right? Have the military pay for that. And then they'll come out and be an officer instead of enlisted. They don't want to take the enlisted route. But you just got to do your four years and you get access to a 
bevy of benefits. You got to do your 20, get retired. So obviously you get that pension, you know, retirement and then that, um, that TRICARE for you and your family. But even if you don't do your 20, you can still get the VA healthcare, which if you're a healthy person, you don't have to pay for health insurance because the VA covers it. And people like myself, who all I do is, all I do is go to get my yearly checkup. I'm paying all this money a month for a yearly checkup. All right, and another here or there not right now, but just saying, since talking about the housing market, shout out to the VA loan for disabled veterans out there who don't have to worry about that funding fee that's adding on or that PMI that they pay on their mortgage because that does impact your mortgage payment. Trust and believe. According to a new study by Clever Real Estate, a whopping 93% of recent buyers and 95% of home sellers, Jesus, have regrets. Yeah, I bet the home sellers have regrets because they would have been in a better position selling, not selling their home, right? They end up, they end up, uh, the seller was obviously most sellers end up turning into buyers, right? Cause you're going to be homeless. If you don't turn around and buy another house, unless you already have another piece of property, you're going to move into. So these sellers were also in the buyers category, right? And every buyer probably wasn't a seller, but almost probably every seller turned into a buyer up from 72% and not Jesus, 72% and 90% in 22. So in 2022, 72% of buyers had regrets and 90% of sellers had regrets. My goodness, a majority are real estate agents telling you this? Never mind. A majority of no knock to real estate agents. I'm just saying, a majority of Americans think it's a bad time to sell a home. 51% and even more work and even worse time to buy. 53%. The survey conducted April 12th, 13th, tw only two days. 23 and 23 polled 1,000 Americans. See, I told y'all, y'all, they don't poll that many people. A thousand Americans. So I, that's why I think I know I can speak from my teller experience. I have seen talk to more than a thousand people. Who purchases so I can speak on what happens financially, at least in Anne Arundel County? Who purchases or sold a home in 2022 and 2023 on their experience, previous home sales, and general views on buying and selling homes? More than half of home buyers, 56%, have felt in over their heads financially since purchasing their home, and almost two thirds, 62%, have struggled to make mortgage payments on time. Interesting to think that if you and you are a seller in the seller category, which is higher than the buyer category as far as regret percentage wise, and you got well over asking price for your house. I mean, some people got over $100,000 over asking price and you went and got a bigger house on Drew Curly Inn because most people usually, they don't downsize, they upsize when they're moving. They don't downsize to their later years if they choose to do that. You went and got an even bigger house on that, right? That lower interest rate. But the issue is you forgot about your taxes, which is based off the value of your home. And, you know, houses have been going up in values. This is a lot of, a lot of short-term thinking here. And two-thirds, 62% have struggled to make mortgage payments on time. Additionally, more than one in four recent home buyers claim their overall financial situation 27% and their debt burden 29% have gotten worse since purchasing a home. Well, if you didn't have any debt before you purchased your home, you probably wouldn't be in that situation, but you know, people don't want to take that route. More than half of home buyers, 56%, have taken on additional debt to maintain their lifestyle. So you should not see, yeah, don't do that. Don't take on additional debt to maintain your lifestyle. Your lifestyle should be funded with uh, cash and not at risk of, you know, your investments and your necessities. Nearly all recent buyers, 93% say the real estate market impacted their home buying experience compared to 88% in 2022, the same number. When asked about their home buying regrets, respondents gave a host of reasons. The top six are listed. Here we go. My home requires too much maintenance. Your home doesn't require too much maintenance. The amount of maintenance that's going to be required on your house kind of is what it is. And it's on you 
how many of these people got an inspection? According to the survey, it's on you to make sure you understand what you're getting into. Same thing you buy a vehicle. You can't buy a luxury vehicle. You can't buy a European. You can't buy a German vehicle, Mercedes, Audi, BMW, whatever it is, and be mad how much the maintenance is. You're over here buying a house that's over half a million dollars talking about the maintenance. Like, what you what you thought? According to the survey, a third of recent home buyers, 33%, feel remorse about the upkeep their home needs compared to 25% in 2022. Home ownership is typically way more expensive than people anticipate. No, pe people neglect. People tell you that home, home ownership costs a lot, but then there's the renting is a waste of money. It's like when you rent, you don't have to pay for any maintenance and people don't realize that. And all you do is if you just in short trade your rent, your what you're paying in rent for a mortgage, you're going to have the increase because when you rent, you don't have to pay for interest and taxes. All you have to do is pay for rent and your renter's insurance. And you pay for no maintenance at all. Home ownership is typically way more expensive than people anticipate. There's too much maintenance and buyers often have to compromise too much for their home, having little money left to do any repairs. And this see when you don't properly up, um, upkeep your home, when you go to sell your home, you're increasing your chances of losing out on that equity in the sense that, hey, the kitchen need to be remodeled or this, you know, the roof needs to be replaced and you didn't do any of this stuff. Thus, you lose out that you have a chance, increased chance of losing out on that. When you go to sell your home, I bought too quickly. Well, that, that's self-explanatory. If you were buying houses less than 60 days during the pandemic, Clever found that 20% of buyers are, are waiting to enter the current challenging real estate market until rates and prices have dropped. That, but many waiting for market dynamics to change are getting impatient, burdened by years of underbuilding. Inventory has been stuck at record lows, which has increased competition and prices while compelling home buyers to close the deal too early. A lot of people probably want to get out of their house. They want to downsize, get out of their mortgage, but they can't. But they, their interest rate is too low for people compared to what it is now based off the pandemic purchases. I spent too much. Wait, this is based off people in 2023? That's tough luck on them in April 2023? That's on them. According to Statista, the average sales price of a new home in 2000, that says 202. It says 2023 was three three hundred ninety one thousand dollars. Twenty twenty two, it reached five hundred forty. I guess that's going to be twenty twenty. I, I don't know what that is. Maybe yeah, that's twenty twenty. It reached uh, five hundred forty thousand dollars in two thousand twenty two. While the average home price dropped has dropped in twenty twenty three to seven hundred sixteen thousand. How did it drop to seven hundred sixteen thousand? Okay, I, I don't know. As of April, buying a home can seem like an impossible task. And that should be increased. Roughly, okay, anyways, roughly 38% of buyers said they paid over asking price in 2023, including 42% of first-time buyers, according to the Clever survey. Look, if you're gonna if you're gonna pay over asking price, if it's not out of your price range, so if your price range is 500 k in a 400 k house, you're gonna pay 450. You probably shouldn't do that. But if it's in your if your price range is 500, hey. It's for people whose price range is 500. They paying over asking for a house that's listed for 550 and they're buying a $600,000 house. And when I say your price range, meaning the bank qualified you for that, but your true price range, right? Or what you can truly afford so you don't complain about this maintenance part right here. All right. My interest rate was too high. Self-explanatory. That's 28% of people. A series of interest rate hikes initiated by the Federal Reserve has led to higher housing prices. The bank's interest rate affects the cost of borrowing for many loans. Yes, okay, we don't have to explain interest rates on here. As Forbes noted, rates rose 6.96% by mid-July, and many experts predict they remain above 6% for the rest of the year. All right. Which they are right about. I believe interest rates should still be over 6%. I bought a fixer-upper. That's on you. That, that's pretty well known. 26% said they bought a fixer-upper. 
and that's their biggest regret. Properties that need repairs appeal to first-time buyers because they usually right, come in at a lower house price, but the time and money needed to make the repairs aren't always easy to estimate accurately. Look, if you want to buy a fixer-upper and you aren't a, um, do, a do-it-yourselfer, a DIYer like myself, I'm not fixing nothing, it's recommended that you need to do those changes, at least significant, you know, major ones, before you move in. There for something like finishing a basement, you might you can wait for. But if like you want to paint or you want to get new flooring in or you want to redo the bathroom or the kitchen, recommendations to do that before you move in there. You want you can I mean ask people all if you buy a fixer upper and you move in it and then you start making the changes, all you're doing is remodeling while you live there. So you can just ask people, like my parents did it, they remodeled their house. This was years after they had it, they had it like almost 20 years at this point. They did a remodel for their house while we were still living in there. And that, that's a lot having all those different contracts coming there. My parents redid the, the entire house. They took the carpet up because they got bought the house in the nineties. They took the carpet up, put hardwood floors in, redid the kitchen. Like that was, that's a lot. That's a lot. We did the bathrooms. Like that's a lot to be living in there while that's going on. All right. And yeah, your prices aren't easily at there. It's all just assume it's double. Whatever you think it's going to cost you, think it's going to cost you 10,000 for fair for 20. All right. And that's the issue. You got a $50,000 remodel. Now you got a fair for hundred K. You're like, I don't got a hundred K Corey. Well, that's decision you gotta make. Maybe you should just spend another seventy-five k and buy a house that's turnkey. Anyways, I was pressured to make an offer. That's on you. Make it sound like you little. I ain't gonna use the B word here, but you shouldn't be pressured to make an offer. This is your. This is your money. How do you feel pressured? For prospective homeowners being priced out of the market like never before, dealing with increased house prices and mortgage rates, plus a volatile market. Jesus, all these things that are negative seems like has forced many to jump before they are ready. As a CNN claim, a CNN claim last year, buyers typically purchase their homes for one hundred percent of the asking price. With 28% paying more than the asking price, according to a National Realtors Association report. When I said 100%, I thought they meant like the house was 500K and then they bought it for a million. But I see what they're saying. House is 500K. They bought it for 500. Rounding out the regrets buyers had about their home buying experience had more to do with preferences and pressure to buy than prices and rates and the market. Duh. Yeah, people have FOMO. I don't like my mom's location. I don't like my, home, my mom's. I don't like my home's location. I don't like my neighbor's. I bought sight unseen. That's on you. Sight unseen is on you. I don't like my home. Okay. If you didn't like, you can't control your neighbors, right? This one makes sense. You can't control your neighbors. And, you know, that's going to be hard to figure out. But if you don't like your home's location, you bought the sight unseen and you don't, you don't like your home at all, that's on you. Okay. Uh, pressure to make an offer, that's on you. Bought a fixer upper, that's on you. Interest rate was too high. That's not on you because you don't control interest rates, but you have a decision of whether or not you can afford your house, maintenance included, and then mortgage payment based on what the interest rate is. Spent too much on you, bought too quickly on you, and my home requires too much maintenance. That's on you in the sense of you should be able to afford the maintenance of your house. Now, you can't end up getting you know, screwed on an inspection. That happens to people, right? You prepare you do everything right, but hey, you can't control what the inspection is. Think, you know, Things can get by people. Nobody's perfect. But most of these are, are people's fault. People need to start taking accountability. With many housing market factors still less than ideal, it still might not be the perfect time to buy a house. It's never a perfect time to buy a house. However, it's the perfect time for hopeful homeowners to pause, do some research, and seriously consider their financial situation before making an offer. Okay, look on here. The recommendation is, and again, this is six reasons 93% of home buyers have regrets about purchasing a house in 2023. David by the David Nadell, Yahoo Finance. The recommendation on here is look get out of debt and have your mercy bond built shout out to the baby steps before you purchase a home if you want to buy a home while you have you have other debt non-mortgage debt that's on you 
Okay, you're going to have higher expenses by definition on top of your mortgage payment. You're going to have to pay for maintenance now, et cetera, et cetera. For those who come from a renter situation, you have to just be mindful, as I was saying, of assessing your financial situation. Most times people buy a house before they should buy a house. Most times the most amount of money people saved is for the down payment for their, their house. And they never save up that money again, as far as an emergency fund standpoint or however you want to look at it. When you're purchasing your home, however much you can afford based off of obviously interest rates is what it is. That's a mathematical equation. That has nothing to do with a house you look at or a particular market. If you make X amount of dollars, you have X amount of debt, X amount of expenses, X amount of credit score, thus impacting right, your interest rate. All these type of things that will qualify you for a particular loan, right? The, the most you can qualify for. If you cannot work that mortgage payment, pity, principal, interest, tax and insurance, and then possibly PMI as well or MIP into your budget, then you can't afford that home. That has nothing to do with the market or anything like that. You have a max amount of money that you can spend on a house based off of how much you make in your budget. I usually say no more than three times your gross mortgages on a 15 year fix. So if you make 100K, no more than $300,000 on a 15 year fix. Mortgage companies will usually do close to six times of what you make on a 30 year fix. All right, so you can see that. So if you make 100K, they'll give you $600,000 in a 30 year. Now, maybe not as much due to the interest rates, but mortgage companies will give you well over four times of what you make on a 30 year. I mean, that, that's just, I mean, you can just ask people how much money they make. I mean, if you, if you have a, if you have a, most people have a $500,000 house, they don't make, you know, $200,000 or something like that. They usually, most people don't make over $100,000. But you, when you see what the housing prices are, versus the average or medium you know household income and you can just do your equation right there and then obviously people are going into it they're going in you know three and a half percent so not that much equity they're going in like i said usually with other debt student loans car loans credit cards medical debt whatever it is personal loans hopefully not payday loans if you got payday loan please don't get a house you know they have all these other forms of debt and then they go and put themselves in a worse financial situation and then so when you say hey put yourself in a better financial situation before you go and get this mortgage People get upset. I don't know why people get upset. Very actionable items. You need to do a budget, sit down, look at your expenses, necessity, debt payments, investments, lifestyle. Recommendation is if you have debt, aggressively pay off your debt. It's on you if you want to stop doing investing or not. I usually tell people you have to really sit down and see where you're at from an investment standpoint in your age, things like that, and whether or not you should stop investing. But based off of your timeline, if you can hit your timeline, whatever it is, and still invest, go ahead and do it. If you can't, then obviously the quickest way to get money back into your budget is to stop investing immediately. And then once you do that, save your emergency fund up and then, you know, down payment and purchase a house. You don't have to, you don't have to do 20%. You want to put down as much as possible. I always say however long you want to save for your house or however much you want to save a month, whether it's $1,000, $2,000, do that. If you want to do it for a year, then you got to save, you know, $1,000 for a year straight. Then after that, start looking at the housing market from just an example standpoint. All right. That's it, y'all. Lock and loaded. I hope you're not in a situation where I don't know anybody who bought a house in April of this year. So if you're not in that boat, you're not in that boat. A lot of people are in a situation where they love that they bought their house, but now they can't move due to the interest rates being triple of what they already have, double or triple of what they already have. All right. 
as it y'all make sure y'all comment like share and subscribe shout out to the youtube algorithm make sure you leave those rating and views on the podcast platforms as well my information as well as my coach jordan information can be found in the description my coach jordan stops all in jay on socials his business page is finally fit.live where you can go and sign up for the monday and wednesday 5 30 a.m eastern standard time virtual training sessions and my information is sideline underscore Corey on socials you can reach out to me if you think you want to purchase a house and you need to have a conversation about whether or not you should do it and things like that all right that's it y'all again remember to save more and say less my voice cracked remember to save more and say less keep making better your best and i'll catch y'all in the next one